the project, the project. Kuwait. Kuwait. Learn. Learn. In today's episode, find out what you should eat, shouldn't eat, should have, should not have. What diet works for you? What diet works for me? What diet works for everybody? And is there really a diet that is a diet? Or should we just all eat healthy? All this and more in today's episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a cough. All right, well, that's that's episode two. That's epi- that's the start of episode two. I I did before rather than during. All right, so thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. You will not get a six pack. You will have regular bowel movements, and you may even like yourself at the end of this episode. <laughs> I dig good. it. That's good. That's good one. That's, that's diet today. It's all about the diet and what we're going to do and what we're going to talk about. Yeah, problems with diets, uh, why they don't work, and what you can do instead. Yeah. What's the best diet? The best keto. It's so keto, man. Yeah? No. (laughs) (laughs) The best diet is whatever you like or whatever works. I have a funny story about keto, though. That was my last diet. So I was like a chronic dieter for eight to ten years after college swimming ended and going into work life and it was like how am I going to maintain like swimming you can eat whatever you want basically I wish I would have paid attention more to how I ate in that time but uh so I bounced from diet to diet to diet and I always lost the weight for a little bit and then it always came back so I was just yo-yoing between all of them and keto was the last one that I went for um and I was like all in on it I was like no I'm going to be like full-on ketosis like 25 grams of net carbs is like all you can like lick an apple to get that many grams of net carbs like you can't do anything so I was there I I think I kick-started it with a bone broth um like detox for 72 hours all I had was bone broth um and then I started it and just yeah high fat uh 25 grams of net carbs or less than that um and I remember reading all about it studying up on it and they talked about keto flu as something that you could get um, and that's like when you know that your body is shifting to using that fat for for energy. And I got to this point where I just started to feel like shit. And yeah, exactly that. I got keto flu to the point where it landed me in the hospital again, hooked up to IVs, getting <laughs> fluids because I have this history of, you know, dehydration with the, you know, rhabdo and all those other gut health problems. Um, and yeah, I was so deep in that diet culture that in the hospital, I was even like excited almost about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm in ketosis now. <laughs> I must be in full I'm, ketosis yeah, right now. I, that, that's how sick I was. <laughs> and then got out of the hospital and it was like, then I started missing my periods, you know, and all kinds of stuff. And then it was that was kind of the alarm where I was like, yeah, maybe this probably isn't the best thing. And so I talked with a nutritionist and she's like, yeah, you carry on with this. You're going to give yourself a thyroid problem. Like, I think you need to stop. And that night, uh when my roommates had left some groceries, like I left some fruit and things in there. I was like, great things I haven't been able to eat for like, you know, however long I've been doing keto. And I ate a mango. It was like the next day I felt amazing. Like pulled me right out of it. I think I got my period the next day. I was like, all right, I'm healed. I'm back. back. So that was the end of it for me. It was keto was the last stop that I went for, but I had done low carb Atkins, all that kind of stuff before, which is essentially the same, but just not quite that strict. Yeah. Yeah. So I think think we've all been down that road. Sorry, go ahead, man. Yeah, no, I definitely. I've... You missed your period too. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine came last it's week, so <laughs> according to my wife, I PMS once a month. So men do have a cycle. Yeah. Um, Please uh, tell that to my wife. <laughs> no, we need to do an episode on that. We should, we should do Dear hey, um, that could be the episode. <laughs> it's so an episode. Uh, I know. I mean, as a like kind of uh, a rugby player as well. I think, I think 
it happens to a lot of like uh, elite level athletes, kind of guys who are or aspiring elite level athletes. You're seeing the guys uh, who are like getting in and out of the pool, or they're taking their shirt off on a pitch or whatever, and like you're like, well, I need to have abs. Because abs are going to make me better at football or rugby or swimming Life. or whatever it is. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be a lot Instagram, better. man. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Um, and so then you're worrying about your food. And this is something that happened to me was I was worrying about my food. I was under eating massively um, for playing rugby. What well, I was maybe training nine, ten times a week, including gym time and pitch time. Um, and I was massively under eating and then ultimately ended up not performing as well as I probably had the potential to be able to. Um, and so that was quite tough kind of knowing that it was kind of my fault that I was chasing the abs rather than chasing, chasing performance. Um, like I looked great. I was super lean. I think we did the hydrostatic weighing in, uh, in university and I came out like four and a half percent. I was, I was super lean. Um, but kind of the performance just wasn't there that I knew could be there and my coaches knew could be there, um, on the pitch. Um, so ultimately, I didn't get to the kind of goal that I wanted to of playing for my country or anything like that. Um, but yeah, then I kind of went the other way, complete other way, and just started eating everything. <laughs> and, uh, and I realized how heavy I could get. Um, but I kind of, a diet that actually worked really well for me was keto. Um, and I, I'm saying, given the, given the story, because actually diets generally don't work well for me. I like to eat how my body wants and kind of if I feel like I should have a cookie then I have a cookie um generally I don't kind of I avoid sugar high sugar foods or anything like that because I know that although I like them my body doesn't deal well with them um but that's just something that I've learned but keto I did do for um probably about six months last year and although it ruins your social life, like, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you enjoy going out for food, do not take, go on the keto diet because like, you'll be taking your food with you and everyone else will be enjoying their bread and uh, you will not be. You just you'll, get to eat the butter slabs. Yeah, yeah, you'll be sat there. What yeah. is it, bulletproof coffee? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I was, I, was, I was performing weightlifting and everything like that like at the same time and I was lean. Um, but yeah, just kind of, I realized how was your performance at that time? I realized how bad my performance was when I then had carbs (laughs) and it was 10 or 20 kilos on top of, on top of what I was doing because I did, I did, I did keto previously. Um, and I didn't eat enough fat and everything dropped off. I felt ill and I felt rubbish every day. Um, my weights went well down. Everything, everything went bad. But this time I had I had it done professionally by someone, and so they basically me- measured the amount of calories I was supposed to be taking in through um, protein and fats, making sure I got enough in, making sure I got enough good fats in as well. Um, and I felt great walking around, felt great, um, but realized yeah, for performance, for weightlifting, for an explosive sport, which is predominantly carbohydrate kind of fueled, um, just wasn't was nothing compared to yeah, having that mango or yeah, kind of, yeah. like, so, so I had to be very careful about reintroducing things back after as well. Um, because it's kind of like I introduced a little bit of carbs just pre-workout first. And I was finding like, if I had 20 grams too much, I like my blood sugar would be all over the place. And so it was like slowly, slowly, slowly reintroducing carbs, reintroducing carbs in one day a week. And then now I've, I'm on a kind of very much more balanced diet um, but still keeping those high fats in because I think actually that's something that is missing from most people's 
balanced diets in inverted commas is kind of like enough olive oil enough avocados enough nuts um and so everyone thinks they might be like adding their coconut oil into their coffee or something and actually it's not giving everything that they need absolutely Um, so that was something that i was finding massively was was a, a benefit of doing keto is i found the value of fats I would say that's probably the lesson I took away from it too, is that I, I was a lot happier on a high fat diet for a while. I mean, like when your snacks could be, but you can't get like a little it was high great. off of it. For, a it's, little bit, it's a yeah. weird, it's, it's, it's a weird mix of a high over like the first week or two. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's, it's definitely a strange thing, but yeah, I mean, sorry, you could, you yeah. finish up. Uh, no, I was just going to say that's one takeaway that it was just like the quality of fats and just more of those that I needed in my diet for sure. Um, going full on, like as strict as I was with the, the zero carb, um, obviously wasn't the way, but high fats for sure. My performance, I think I was hitting that point too, where my performance was starting to go way down. Like my body looked great at that time too, but yeah, it just, it wasn't worth it. Cause it was like, I felt weak most of the time, you know, brain fog and things like that, you know, were better, like the clarity and stuff like that was nice. But, um, yeah, overall I just kind of felt weak with it. And so once I stopped, I, I did blow up afterwards and I gained quite a bit of weight right after that. Cause yeah. it was just, that transition was hard. Reintroducing is, is very difficult. And you realize like now, even if I have like a, a couple of days, if I have lower carbohydrates, then like you realize how much carbohydrates can blow you up. Yeah. Um, and so I think for like my athletes who have, say they have a photo shoot or they have um, like, they're not actually looking for performance gains. They're looking for like some the look or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I would recommend it purely because it's, it teaches you a better way of eating that's very, very disciplined. And mm-hmm. if you're not that way inclined before, then it really, really helps. Like just to learn a little bit about yourself, not to stay on keto by any means, but just kind of a couple of months or something like that. I think it helps people learn a lot about themselves, but also within a week, two weeks, you can look like a completely different person as well. Like if you if you tend to eat a lot of carbs in your day, if you tend to eat a lot of bread, if you tend to eat a lot of rice, um, sugars or anything like that. We sound like the Atkins podcast, right? Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But that is the thing I think is looking at all these, like what are all these diets, no matter what they are, like blood type diet, keto diet, yeah. low carb, I don't know. It's like don't high carb, I don't know, whatever yeah. they are. What they're all teaching yeah. is an awareness. Like just yeah. be aware of what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> basically. I think, that, I think just because there's a lot more information about keto recently, um, and being, dude, you, know, you guys like, really forgot, you, you forgot about the bread and butter right now. The most important thing that everybody's looking at, the intermittent fasting, dude. It's the new way of life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Seriously. It's the new like, way of life of not eating for know, a little bit and then getting up and eating. And then binging. Yeah. Binging and eating. It's yeah. like, no, I'm intermittent fasting. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what are you eating afterwards? But no, it started with carb backloading. Yes. That was the yeah. dangerous one. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. The cheat day where it was literally carb like anything goes. Uh, so I, I read the, the pamphlet on carb backloading and it basically told me, like, I think it was, uh, I think it was like a, a week of kind of basically keto. Yeah. And then it was like in the afternoon on that, that tra- after you trained, like when you're going to go back, comes to car backloading, you can have whatever you want. They encourage like, you to eat like yeah. shit. It was like, it was like if you can, <laughs> oh if you can go through a pizza, That's so horrible. A ben and Jerry's, a pint of Ben and Jerry's, go like a bag it. of sweets, like you eat as much possible carbs as you possibly can and so i was i went all in like yeah i want I, I want this diet this yeah. diet sounds good yeah and uh yeah there's a whole uh like a whole ebook about it 
um, and everyone was going crazy for it, like for about a month. And then <laughs> everyone kind of realized that hey, this is not sustainable at all. I'm yeah. feeling all over the place. I but think the idea yeah, with that is like having a binge like that is like you get, you look forward to eating. I think you feel like so shitty afterwards that you look forward yeah. to eating better. Um, as some of it, but that's just, yeah, that's why these things don't sustain and they don't work. There's, there's no way that that's a sustainable. What about terminology? I mean, right now we are using the terminology and the term diet. Mm. I mean, don't you think, I mean, to me, at least personally, I think there's a stigma to the word diet now. You know, you can't say, oh, I just eat a healthy diet because then it's like, oh, what diet is that? It's not. It's just the way that you eat is what a diet is. But our diet culture has, yeah, put all this stuff around it of like it needs to be different than (laughs) the way you want to eat or the way you should eat. Yeah, Yeah. it should have a structure. It's I think the diet right now, yeah, it has the term of like should exactly. It's like you should eat this and you should be doing that where it's like, no, it's just. It's just the way you eat. Yeah. <laughs> or eating healthy. Just say yeah. it. Yeah. People ask me, they're like, oh, you're on a diet. I'm like, no, I just eat healthy, dude. Like, this is just my choice. And, but keto, dude, keto sucks, man. Oh, it sucks. Keto sucks. <laughs> but like the, the benefits of it, like, so I guess not, I wouldn't say benefits of it, but like the attractions to of it, mm-hmm. um, like they're good in the short term is, is my argument. And that's, but I think in the long term for, for if you can hold it and you don't like being around people, no problem. Like you say on keto, the rest of life. if in any way, shape, or form you like conversing with other people and talking to them and being happy with them, then keto is probably not for you in the long term. But isn't it important just finding out what, what works with your body? Like you know, chicken doesn't. We know chicken doesn't work with Meg. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to give her anything with Meg. chicken in it. You know, pretty <laughs> much anything is going to put Meg in hospital. I know, I know, right? Right? <laughs> Don't bring your shrimp, chicken. Uh, no, no I love fish. Shrimp. We love fish. <laughs> no keto. No nothing. <laughs> no, but a funny, funny story on diets. All right, the worst diet I think I've ever heard of, and this is a shout out to my mother, was the cabbage soup diet. Okay. This was in the '90s, and I remember it because. I mean, my, my mother could like it, light up a room like a gas station back then. All right. <laughs> like, this diet was horrible, dude. It was literally cabbage soup with some vegetables in it. And she was on this thing for a while. And she and I remember it because she was like, yeah, I'm losing a lot of weight, you know, telling her friends all happy and everything. And, you know, six, seven, eight weeks later, like she's gained double back. And right. people don't understand is when you go on these crazy fad diets that you do so much damage to your body and Meg, I mean, you're the best person in here to talk about this with the gut health and everything. That's like, that's your bread and butter right there. So I mean, my gluten free bread and butter. (laughs) (laughs) But like how much damage is someone going to do to themselves with it when they go down that road of just eating cabbage soup or just, you know, having the, the carnivore diet which I'm probably going to try at some point just because (laughs) I like meat. (laughs) Basically just how how much damage can you cause to yourself by cutting out foods in such a big way? Yeah. It's just when you go through that restrictive anyway, any diet you're going to try, like, by the way, restricting something, you create this neurological change. Well, now you're like obsessive. So you're not crazy and thinking that like, you know, you have these cravings or you can't things. It's just, you're more likely to notice food when it's, present if you're restricting yourself from something so and that at one point served a very you know valuable skill for us when there was a famine or something like you wanted to have a laser focus on food you needed that to survive but we still have that so when you're restricting yourself from something when you see the food around 
Now you become obsessive about it. And so there's this neurological change that happens. And so then that raises your stress hormone. So now you've got cortisol that's out of control. Um, so there's a hormone imbalance then that comes along with it. Um, your body just doesn't understand like, oh, she's trying to lose five kilos. Your body is just like, oh, I'm getting less calories. I'm getting less of this. I need to reorganize my system now in order to make us survive on less calories, in order to make us survive on whatever I am getting. So with that, you get, yeah, a crazy hormone imbalance. You get um, a stronger hit of like dopamine, you know, so when you do get the food that you want now that, you know, triggers up real fast and that's like your happy, you know, hormones. So you feel this like intense high and then that crashes. And so then you want to get that hit and you want to have more and it becomes a cycle. And so that's why people, yeah, you struggle with this, these cravings and things afterwards. And then it just messes with your, your metabolism. So metabolism changes, your neurological changes, your hormone changes. It's all this. It just, it's asking for a disaster. Um, so like, uh, one of the studies that they had done with, you can find it all over too. It's been referenced in a lot of uh, things online, but with the Biggest Loser contestants, right? They took a lot of those yeah, contestants. Yeah, I saw that study. Yeah, like six yeah. years after the show was over, and all of them, their metabolism was just shit. And it was um, the main hormone imbalance of this hour with leptin and ghrelin. So the ones that you know, leptin is what uh, makes you feel full. And ghrelin is the one that makes you feel hungry. So with, uh, after a diet, anytime you have a lot less leptin in your body and that was it, their leptin like levels were significantly low. So it's what you were eating at the time when you lost the weight no longer makes you full anymore. So now you're no longer going to lose the weight and that's where you hit those plateaus. And then that's when you're like, well, it's not working. And then you get, you know, in that obsessive and crazy mindset and then you go and binge on something. And then now you're looking for the next diet because that one didn't work or you think you need to try it again. So there's just, there's all kinds of problems with that restriction in the diet. I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah, the science behind that was perfect. I mean, that was, that was, that was totally spot on. And yeah. it's just like, you're right. I mean, when, when you do restrict yourself and then you jump back into it, you're jumping in full game and you know, you get, you get the adrenaline rush of getting that, that, that sugar rush. And mm -hmm. I explained it to my, my kid all the time. I'm like, DJ, if you have this ice cream, like he was walking by, he wanted Baskin Robbins. I said, Bubba, that's got a lot of sugar in it. It's not good for you. You know, and he looked at me. I was like, he understands too much sugar. He's going to have a crash. And I'm not trying to give my kid a complex, but it's understanding what it's going to do to your body and what it's going to make you feel like afterwards. You know, it's, that's really important with kids, especially I get asked about that a lot with clients who are like, well, but how do I, you know, my kids like this stuff. And it's like, well, cause you make it accessible. Of course they're yeah, going to choose yeah, that yeah. over something else, but you have to be, they're like, how do I talk to my kid about it? And it's like, don't lie to them. Tell, Tell them, them like, the truth. you Tell know, the do truth. you like it when your poop is hard? <laughs> do you like <laughs> it when, you know, you feel crabby or when they're crying and throwing a tantrum, like yeah. connect the dots for them. Like maybe you feel like this because you ate a lot of this. Like next time, maybe let's have a little less and see if that helps us like yeah. draw those connections for them, help them and let them make the choice. So that way, when they go to a friend's house where they're unsupervised, they're the ones who say then they they understand, you know, how that's yep. going to make them feel, yeah. kind of help them connect those dots. But, yeah, I don't think you need to lie to them or, you know, hide it from them or anything like that. I think just be honest with like, how is that going to change your body? And those are things that you need to be good at picking up for yourself. So noticing what do those foods do to you as well? Like, what's your energy like after you eat it? You know, your headaches might be. You know, that's the thing about with diets and food, too, is there's allergies that you can have to something that you may not even feel, you know, for a day or two afterwards. So true. Um, so you know, there's true. some that you get immediate, but then there's some that are that are days after. And and yeah, it's it's hard to pick up on that stuff. And that's where I see that the benefit to, you know, a lot of the diets that I've gone through, like, yes, it was, you know, 
horrible on my body <laughs> in a lot of ways, but it did help me develop an awareness to a lot of different types of allergies and things and connect the dots of things. When you do restrict things, I just think there's a better way of doing it than going all in on a diet. That's probably not even scientifically proven in many ways. <laughs> you know, it's just how one person eats and what they found worked for them. And, and now they want to say it's the one size fits all thing. And that's not, that's not the case. It's so true. And I mean, it circles right back to what Liam was saying earlier with the, you know, what's, what's your goal? What's your end game? Yeah. You know, what's your performance? You know, what's, you know, I'm doing CrossFit right now. I know I need to eat well. That's it. I'm not trying to lose weight. I don't have the six pack. I'm not shredded. It's like, dude, but I don't really care. That's not my end game. That's not my goal right now. You know, your goals, I don't know, lifting two buses with like filled with people or something. My coach keeps telling me to eat stuff. He makes sure no diet every day. He asks me, he's like, are you taking a diet? Are you doing anything? I'm like, no, no. I'm literally trying to eat as much as I possibly can. You got the old school yeah. coach, right? Yeah. He's probably sitting there feeding yeah. you like Russian meatballs or something. Yeah. 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 Like, so your two minute break between your lifts. Like, yeah. eat this. So I, I think I said to him that I needed to have uh, more carbohydrates in my session. Um, cause I was feeling like by the time it gets to my squats, I was feeling like I have a little bit low energy and he was like, you need to eat more sugar. Like, why don't you, why don't you eat more sugar? He's like, just cookies, whatever, chocolate. So eat something. And so, yeah, it's just like, for me at the moment, it's just eat. I have to kind of get rid of those conceptions of, uh, how I, I was eating as healthily as possibly, as possible before, Yeah, because oftentimes like that can like massively fill you up and it's great if you're dieting. But like sometimes I need to order the odd five guys or kind of kind of get the. But it's not really five guys is not that bad. Five guys is not that bad. No, it really isn't. If you're eating a good clean burger, all right. This is how I I don't. I'm I'm not. (laughs) But it's not that bad. Not convinced. She's not convinced. (laughs) You're my argument first. You're my argument first. All right. So when I order elevation. Yeah. Okay, shit. We shouldn't be saying these names. Oh, who gives a crap? Anyways. I know, right? They ain't going to sponsor us. <laughs> they want to spend some for five guys. I know, dude. I, I, mean, know, I wouldn't right? turn it down either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I kidding. Would, I, w- I would not say no to that. I definitely wouldn't. But when you're eating a burger, okay? I mean, come on. Realistically, if you're eating a decently clean burger, like say an elevation or five guys, maximum you're what? 700 calories on the burger? And even at that, you really don't know because you can't judge it. But but here's here's my rationale. The burger has protein, right? Yes. And you're getting your fats, correct? Yes. Right? Now, if it's a clean oil, like an olive oil or whatever they use at elevation, because they do use cleaner oils. If you go down the canola oil, do not ever eat fast food ever again because I, I worked in fast food for three years and I know how dirty it is and how nasty the food is and how shitty the products are like you take cheese and hold it on on to a fire and that shit ain't gonna burn it will not catch you're basically putting plastic in your body yeah like no it's joke not dude. Food. It's, no joke yeah. I walked into one of our restaurants and we had these little sticks and it, if you dipped it in and it went purple that means the oil needed to be changed I dipped dip this shit in and it went black dude it was like and i pulled it out and it's kind of stringy and they're like yeah we changed that yesterday i was like because they can go it's it's the the number of fries that are cooked so they can you know stretch it out two days but that two days turns into five days so when you're going to a clean restaurant and you're gonna have a burger i mean even if you're eating clean you can still have a burger it's the shit that goes with the burger, the ketchup, the French fries, the milkshake, you know, all that crap that adds up. But I've gone with eating a burger once a week 
you know, healthy, clean choice. I don't consider it a cheat meal. I consider I'm going to, if I want a burger, I'm having a goddamn burger. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I think if you're going to obsess about it, eat it. <laughs> like I tell yeah. my clients the same thing. It's like, we're going to look at the cookie and sit there and freak out about it. Like, just eat the freaking cookie and like, let's do better yeah. next time. <laughs> like, um, but that's, yeah, calories too. That's a hard Wait, thing. I want to hear your argument about not eating the burger from, fi- from elevation. Or no, no, no. I don't think not eating the burger is, you is like bad. At first you were like, no, <laughs> I'm calling you out. I just think like burgers, like sometimes, yeah, like a greasy burger is just kind of what you want and it hits the spot and I say, go for it. But I, a burger for me, like going out for a burger, I'm never really that interesting because I think I can cook a better burger by myself at home. <laughs> so I, I eat burgers all the time. So it's a burger and fries. I know, we're going over to her house. She's cooking us a <laughs> burgers next time. I think you can, yeah, cut them up and making yourself very easy. It's a very easy meal that you can do on your own. Um, but I do, and I do enjoy a five guys. I don't think that's the problem. Um, I think the, like when it comes to calories though, and getting like crazy about calorie counting, like, okay, 700 calories of a five guys burger is definitely different than 700 calories of, you know, let's say my home cooked <laughs> meal of maybe a burger and fries and something else. So it's like calories is just a hard thing for me to get my head around to when it comes to diets because it's like yeah okay we're talking calories of like snickers bars or calories of broccoli like there's each gonna give your body very different information so like the amount of calories really like people need to take more of a focus off of that and look at more of what's the quality of food that you have in like if your calories yes are coming from you know five guys in elevation like all of your meals of the day right carbohydrates (laughs) but if it's like you know every day you know you're eating that if that's your meals you know three times a day kind of a thing it's like let's try to add maybe some more fresh calories in there (laughs) anyone i eat chicken i eat chicken all the time Mm -hmm. and i honestly think that i have developed a food intolerance to chicken Mm. because i eat chicken i'm not afraid to say this on air i get constipated for like two days it's just something's not i eat beef though i have my burger and I'm a happy man the next day. Let's just put it that way. All right? <laughs> it keeps you regular. Yeah, it keeps it. No, it does. Yeah. Beef. I've learned that beef yeah. keeps me regular. Whereas chicken, I don't know if it's something they put in the chickens in Kuwait. Well, that's the thing, too, is like, you have to be careful is like you can do a good job of eating clean, but you have to understand that sourcing your food is just very important. And so and that's the thing with chickens. I think why I avoid it so much because you just don't know the sourcing of it as well. Um, I mean, two bouts of salmonella will also keep you away <laughs> from chicken. But but if the chicken's being fed antibiotics then you're getting those antibiotics and it's the same thing with the eggs. If you're eating the eggs that, you know, from the chickens that have been the fed, you're getting, you know, a, a byproduct of that, too. So sourcing your food is important. But I think for sure, just aiming on the end of quality where it's is it more fresh you know what did this food have to go through to get to me (laughs) to get in this condition (laughs) i think is just look at that when it's on your plate um but that's where i lean more towards yeah less restricting yourself you want the burger and fries go for the burger and fries but then let's talk about maybe the other meals of the day you're adding something a little bit more fresh in there what else can you add to your diet that's good the good fats yeah yeah exactly i think the the general advice that i always give um i think it can apply to absolutely everyone is just to literally eat whole foods. Yeah. Yeah. Like so nothing out of a box. Most of the time, if you can eat whole foods, then after three, four, five months, three, four, five weeks even, then you're gonna feel better. Like your skin, nails, hair is gonna look better. Um, you're gonna start losing weight and you're gonna that that weight that you've lost is gonna be sustainable as well. Like it's not just like yeah. dropping dropping fat off or anything like that. It's like actually you're gonna drop fat, you're gonna build lean muscle. If you can just eat whole foods that grow out the ground, 
if you can grow it, pick it, hunt yeah. it. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Wait, so are we getting into paleo right now? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I was just about to address that. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like paleo, but just like kind of. But what paleo gets really options. hard on is like, you know, the legumes. Like, they say no legumes. Yeah. But then there's like actually a lot of, like, when the, the concern with that was like the soy concern, but it's like to get the soy toxicity, let's say, of like what they're saying that you can get is like, you can't eat enough legumes to get that. Like it's not going to affect you that much. And there's so much good fiber and protein and things that you can get from, from legumes. And the other thing is grains. And then there's, you know, evidence that comes out saying that they did have grains at that time. So it's like, you have to be really careful of where, you know, like the blood type diet is another one. That's I don't think there's any scientific evidence on that one. Um, you know, I, it's just, yeah. But realistically there, the human body is so complex that whatever science is being proven next week, it's being disproven. Mm. I mean, come on. Like we heard the whole coconut oil thing, right? And every scientist was raving about it. And then what it was six months ago, they came out and they're like, Oh no, coconut oil uh, restricts the arteries or something. Or and it's like, you're damned. If you do, you're damned. If you don't moderation, because it's always because, the research will come out and generally it will be relatively correct. And then people will want to capitalize on that research. So like the problem with coconut oil was the initial coconut oil that you could get was really high quality because there wasn't much demand for it, but the people who did want it knew that they, what they wanted. Um, and then everyone wanted coconut oil. And then now if you go down to it's like an opportunity local, to yeah, your yeah. local supermarket, you can get something that says it's coconut oil. And it's not. But <laughs> yeah, it's like very far yeah. removed from coconut oil. Same as meat. Like it's like you can get something that, says, that looks like chicken, tastes like chicken, but it's, it's actually not, quite yeah. far removed from just being a fresh chicken that you might have killed yourself this morning. Or exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think coming back to the quality of it, um, generally if it's, if it's cheaper than you think it should be, it's probably not the right quality for you. Labels, looking at the labels of things too. Like it's the fewer ingredients is always going to be yeah, the better yeah, if you're yeah. looking at something with a label and it just, can you pronounce <laughs> what's on it? <laughs> you know, that's a good indication, but that's, that does get tricky with, um, you know, things like when they, it's exactly what we're talking about. Like everyone, so they found that there was a demand for coconut oil. So it's like, okay, let's put out all this coconut oil or things that are coconut oil. Like it was the same thing with um, like the warnings of aspartame that came out. Like people started to become very aware of the effects of aspartame of how it linked to like, you know, tumors and, you know, diabetes and obesity. It's like a artificial sugar. Yeah. Yep. So you know, what they can do now is they can change the, you know, change a little something in the recipe of what aspartame was and they can call it something new. So now they know people are on to aspartame. So let's call it something yeah. different. So that's why you do want to be concerned. Yeah. Sourcing and the labels and all that kind of stuff. Um, and with studies and things, uh, the one that I typically bring up with people when they're talking about diets and their fear of like having good quality fats is that, that fear of fat that came from the Harvard study where the scientists were, I think like four scientists were paid to make the research of the link between fat, sugar, and heart disease to make it look like it was uh, more yeah, fat's fault. Yeah, yeah, yep, um, yep. And that's where that fear came about. So then everything went low fat. That's a good point. And low fat things are just pumped full of more sugar. And sugar yeah. is actually what had more of the link to to the heart uh, heart conditions. So 
Yeah. With the studies, I mean, they'll skew it to, to whatever they want, but then also there's big corporations and things that are behind it and they'll twist it to, that, that's my to theory. They want. So it's real food oil. always yeah, wins right. and your real food right. is, can you grow it, pick yeah. it, hunt it? <laughs> real food never changes. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. yeah. Broccoli doesn't have a low fat sticker. <laughs> right. Like, right. But eventually, but dude, like, eventually it will. I mean, eventually everything's gonna. I mean, when you look at the coconut oil thing that you brought up earlier, I, I personally think that coconut oil sales were going up and like canola was going down. So they wanted to shift the market again. You know, it's definitely possible. Those same producers have to produce something to stay on the trend. Yeah. Um, and they're going to produce it to the same, like, maybe not as good quality because they have profit margins to protect and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I said, like, it's kind of, if it seems too cheap, generally, like, if you think of it the opposite way in that, um, generally, if a company is trying to bring out a good quality product, they will have to pay for the, that product to be produced. And so their profit, their 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 product price is going to be much higher, and so then their sale price in store has to be higher, and so generally, you'll pay for what you get if you if you can pay a little bit more, you're likely to get more quality. And that's what's tricky is because then people get that association that eating better and eating healthier is more expensive, and in some ways it can be. But again, like you you essentially vote with where you spend your money. Like, do you want to buy the whole foods or do you want to buy the junk food? If you're going to buy the junk food, then yeah, of course that's where it's going to, the price breaks are going to happen because more people are going to be purchasing that. If you want to see more of the fresh stuff, then start putting your, your energy towards that. But also the fresh stuff, I mean, depending on where you live, you can, there are things that you can grow on your own. I mean, here in Kuwait, we don't have, I don't have a garden around, but I do inside my house, actually. Like I grow a lot of, you know, my own herbs, um, even like, you know, green onions and things like that. You can you can grow little bits of those right on your countertop. You don't need a whole lot of soil and space to do stuff like that. My, my mother-in-law's rocking a pretty good garden right now, like eggplant, all kinds yeah. of stuff. I'll hit you up with some of that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> she usually gives me like three bags full of like eggplants. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? Nice. You know, like, you know, hey, it doesn't really, you know, my wife doesn't eat eggplant, so... Like, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can oh, do yeah, with eggplants. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she does all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Like in her garden, I I love it. Every year she's got something new, and she goes all out. Like she'll have she'll put so much work and effort into it. And at the end of the day, I love it because we're getting. I know where the source is from. Exactly. And I think you know to touch on what you guys have said, the biggest takeaway for me at least is the source, knowing the source and knowing the quality. And at the end of the day, that's, you know, that's ultimately what's going to give us yeah. probably the best diet or healthy. I don't even know how to phrase it. I just hate what saying the word diet. Healthy way of eating. Healthy way of eating. You have to think of the same way that you, the way you move and the way you eat, like it's giving your body information, right? What you do to your body is giving it information. The workout that you do, there's a certain, you're asking for an adaptation of some kind, you know, that's the information you're giving. What you're eating, you're giving your body information. You just want to give it the information that it knows how to work with. And that's whole foods. If it's something that's made in the lab, it, your body doesn't know what to do with that. And it's going to turn it into what it think it can use for energy and store it away. And then that's where all these, you know, imbalances and things come from. So give your body the best information. I think it just, you know, respect your body in that way. Like you don't, you can, you don't have to love your body if you want to make a change to it, like fine, make a change to it, but you have to respect it enough to give it the information that it can work with to make the changes that you're wanting to, to see. Yeah. I think it's like, it comes down to being uh, like preventative rather than having to kind of be reactive. Yeah. So if you're, 
if you spend an extra 30, 40 KD on family shopping every month, right? Like because you're buying better quality, you can probably weekends. shift that somewhere else in your lifestyle to make yeah, up for like, it too. Yeah, so I guess yeah. I kind of think of it as I always think of it when I'm ill. I'm like, actually, if I'm going to eat this, maybe this chicken that doesn't smell too good, like, I, like actually, how much did it cost me? Like, or should I just throw it away? If it cost me 3 KD, I'm going, okay, well, if I got ill tomorrow, would I pay someone 3 KD to be better straight away? Of course I would. Like, so actually, I think, well, it's not worth it then. Like, I'd rather just chuck that away. Some street cats out there yeah. would like your donation. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And so I kind of think if you're, if you're going to spend that extra 40KD yeah. on better quality family shopping for, for the month, or would you rather spend 40KD down at the pharmacy exactly. kind of like every, every month for yeah. the next however long because you might have fallen ill or whatever it is. You're more likely to fall ill with lower quality ingredients because the totally. diseases or anything like that, you're going to be, make yourself more susceptible to it. Um, and so kind of have a think of if you had that money back, like how would you rather spend it? Would That's a great that? way That's of looking point. at it. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. a good point. I want to circle back to what you said earlier about the whole um, low cholesterol, low sugar, low this, low that. Oh, like low to fat To circle diets, into what yeah. you were saying. So many people don't understand that they're going to have they're, – they're, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, if that makes any sense, where, okay, you'll go with the reduced fat. But at the end of the day, all right, like when you go to that quality – I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I totally I forgot like, my point. I was, I was, it was a good point. I'm getting back to it. Just give me a minute. <laughs> no, it was a good point in my head. I totally forgot it. All right, but I think – Low fat, low sugar. Uh, low fat, low sugar. It will come back to it's me. All it's all bullshit. It is. It is all bullshit. Just eat goddamn Whole Foods. That's about it. That's the best way to go. Just eat if, damn If anything Whole has yeah. too many stickers on it telling you why to buy it, then – Yeah. Then if it sounds too good to be true, it probably it. is. It makes you shit too little <laughs> or makes you shit too much, just stay the hell away from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah. And I think about I think the main thing is is being is taking note of how things make you feel though. Yeah. And actually literally kind of looking at yourself and going, actually if I don't feel great the next day, then why am I eating it? Yeah. yeah. Or or if I slept well, drank enough water and I ate enough food, but I still feel tired, like there must be something going on with something that I'm either putting into my body or not giving enough to. My the long-term yeah. health effects. That's where I was going with that conversation. <laughs> he got it. He got that's, it. That's yeah. where I was going with that conversation. I'm coming for The long-term health effects, because you hit on that, and my brother-in-law in the States, all right, he's like 42. He's popping pill after pill, high cholesterol. He's had heart attacks. His, his, uh, his, you know, his health is just really bad right now. And I go over to my sister's house and she's going to kill me because I'm saying this right now. But, you know, she's got, you know, the, the potato chips reduce fat or this and reduce that and this. And it's low, you know, it's low sodium or and but OK, it says low sodium. But why wouldn't you just eat something else that doesn't have the sodium levels and it's not in a box? And it's, you know, like you shouldn't be eating that onion dip, man. Just let it go. You know, stay away from the sausages. But later on, when you pick what you were saying with the low quality foods and everything, that is going to kill you later on in life. Like, that's the shit that messes you up, in my opinion, because we don't know what the hell this shit's going to do to our bodies. And you're seeing it now. I think we're seeing we're seeing it now in a huge scale, especially in, in Kuwait. How many um, Indians come to Kuwait and develop diabetes? Yeah. Like, there, yeah. Dr. Hyman is a good resource. He's got a series out. It's called Broken Brain Series, and it talks a lot about you know the low fat, 
consequences and sugar and how they're actually considering now um, dementia to be a type three diabetes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's quite interesting. It's a, it's a really good documentary series if you haven't it's scary. watched that one. We'll get yeah. a good nutritionist on here. We'll yeah, definitely get a yeah. really good nutritionist. So yeah. people stay tuned. And uh, on that note, one takeaway for everybody, what would it be? For nutrition or for, for diet, health, nutrition, whatever. Dieting, I think uh, eat slowly. I think that's the biggest way to get connected to when you're hungry, when you're full, um, and then the effect that foods are having on you. I think uh, that was the biggest switch I made getting out of diet culture um, was I I gave myself to permission to eat anything and I just made sure I ate it slowly. And that helped me learn a lot about correct portion sizes and when I was full, when I was hungry and, and what kind of effect it was actually having on me. So make a meal last 20 minutes and see what you learn. I think even if it's just one meal a day, try that. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And um, I think just coming back to my point I made, it was just being more aware, like actually sit there and see how you feel after you ate something. Do you feel great? Do you feel like you have no energy? Do you feel like you have lots of energy? Could you go up and run a marathon next? Or could you, like, do you just want to go down and sleep? Um, just kind of take note of that and then have a think about the food that you ate. And it's very likely that's going to be a direct, direct reason for it. I think tying that in with what you said last time about like the self-talk, like almost creating like a journal of that, of like your, your thoughts that you're having like throughout the day, but a food journal in the yeah, same way diary, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, understanding those connections so that you can see it over time. I think that's great. It's a good way of just self-evaluating. Totally. So, so just totally. Like literally seeing for yourself, like without having to get any professional help. Right. Um, like what what's happening to you. But then also you can take that resource and give it directly to someone and they know exactly what's Very helpful. Yeah. 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 And on that note, um, thank you listeners. What little listeners we have. <laughs> and you can follow us on Instagram uh, at Mehdi Alon. At Guth Miller Meg. And at Liam Glynn LG. And at the Project Kuwait, <laughs> which yes. we've forgotten our last yes, episode. We definitely <laughs> forgot that. But yeah, go, ahead, go to that, hit, hit it up. Um, it was the, the old uh, the project training system, um, but now we're oh, taking yeah. it over. He's, throw, he's throwing his pitches in there. Yeah, we're taking I'm going to cut that out. So. I'm so cutting that out. <laughs> right, it's all on the Instagram. Hey, wait a minute. Go to Instagram. Go to Instagram. Lost of time. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, everybody. And just... Keep it clean and, you know, have fun with it. Don't restrict yourself. Everything that Meg said was pretty solid. Liam was pretty solid in terms of performance. Know your goals and just go after it. And I think that's the best piece of advice. Just know your goals. Know what you want in life. And know what makes you happy. And don't think being fat and overweight is happy. This whole movement of being obese and healthy, it's not true. You can't be morbidly obese and, and healthy. It's just, it doesn't work. So, and please, no gastric bypass surgery. No, we didn't, we didn't even talk about it. We didn't, another we're time, doing a whole episode time, on that. Yeah. But all right, we're out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.